0: Black Business University is the authority on black business success and black entrepreneurship, bringing you the latest in strategies, tactics, tools, tips, and resources to help you create soaring success. Be sure to rate the show and, of course, let us know what you need to stay ahead of the business curve. Go to blackbusinessuniversity.com to get your free trial of BBU. And now, here's today's episode. All right, it is my pleasure to introduce this next gentleman. This is an individual that I met, oh, probably about nine years ago. And when I met this brother, it was during, it was in my, it was in my journey when I was still struggling. I mean, I was doing okay, but I wasn't. Go, oh, keep talking. Keep oh, talking. I, I was doing okay. Okay, so I was doing okay, but uh, uh, he really enlightened me. In fact, I'm going to tell you something this is how important events like this are to me. When I heard that this individual was coming to Orlando, I lived in Jacksonville, Florida at the time, and I heard that this individual was coming to Orlando, and um, I ha- got some of my team together. Remember we talked about team this morning? I got some people that were on my wealth team together, and I said, we're gonna go listen to um, this next gentleman. I'll tell you his name in a minute. You can see his name on the schedule, but I'm a, I'm a, I, gotta, I gotta do it my way. I gotta nail that to him. And I heard he was gonna be in Orlando, And so I got my team together, but unfortunately for me, I hurt my back the day before playing golf. And when I say I hurt my back, I don't mean I just hurt my back, I mean I hurt my back. It kind of don't move, or I'm going to make you cry, kind of hurt your back. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? uh, But I had already got my team committed to go to this event, I was already committed to go to this event, so I got in the car and drove for three hours with one of my Wealth Creation partners. We drove all the way to Orlando. By the time I got there, my back was having spasms. I was in the lobby of the hotel, and one of those spasms hit me and it threw me on the floor. I was laying on the floor of this hotel lobby convention center, a hotel about like this in Orlando, Florida, laying on the floor saying, John, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I said, put me on one of those luggage carts. And he put me on a luggage cart, pushed me out the front door, down the sidewalk, to one of the rooms in the convention center where this event was being held, and I laid on the floor and listened to this next speaker. A few years later, had the privilege of reconnecting with him again. And at that time when I reconnected, he shared some principles with me, literally, that have made me millions of dollars. I'm talking about shared some principles with me that have made me millions of dollars. And I had a question. Who does the millionaire call when they got a question? They called his brother in that's fixing to come up here right now. And that is none other than my friend, my amigo, my compadre, the giant of giants himself, Jerry D. Rhino Get up for Jerry, y'all.
1: Awesome. Excellent. All right. You guys are here to make some money, huh? Yeah! <laughs> How many of you want to make a lot of money? How many of you learned some information from Myron that you feel could allow you to generate some substantial wealth? You guys believe that? Now, here's the key. This is going to be the key. You're going to get all kinds of valuable information and insights. You know, your mind's going to be spinning. You're going to go, oh my goodness, that's awesome. And some of you are going to go home, and you're going to forget what happened when you were here. And someone's going to say, hey, where were you? over the weekend. You're gonna say, what? Where were you? Oh, where where was I? (laughs) So here's the key. The key is once you get something that you feel is powerful, something you feel you can do something with, at the bare minimum, you wanna write it down and you wanna start, you wanna circle it, you wanna highlight, you wanna do whatever you can do. And then once you take a break, you want to see if there's anything you can do to build momentum on that idea. You know, the key is building momentum on an idea as quick as you possibly can, even if that's just calling a friend of yours. Oh my goodness, I'm over here at the Black Millionaire Summit. Man, I, you know, I was expecting to get some great insights, but I just got this one key idea that I believe is just going to be revolutionary for me. Let me tell you what that is real quickly. And then you explain what the idea is. Now, they might not understand it, so do your best to try to call someone that is kind of excited. <laughs> Don't call someone that can sit there and go, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Try to call someone that's also like business-minded and want to transform and really want to do something to make something happen. Let me tell you why. Myron Golden just sat here and told you it took him about six years, right? Remember to go from pretty, uh, you know, not much to generating uh, six figures a month. Six years. Now, you know, how do I know it took him six years? Remember, he said he was at one of my seminars about six years ago. And I remember because my wife actually massaged his back, tried to help him out a little bit. I remember that. I told her she better come down and come do my back. (laughs) But I remember when Myron, um, we were at another venue, and he asked me if he can take me out to lunch. And I said, you buying He said, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, sure, I'll go." (laughs) And so we went out to lunch, and I started sharing with Myron a couple points, a couple ideas. And here's the thing about Myron: is Myron would take those ideas and he would actually go put them into use. He would actually go put them into action. He would actually do something with the idea. Because I'm going to tell you something: every idea has a shelf life. There's a shelf life to an idea, and even though every single day. Each and every last one of us, we get three revolutionary ideas a day. See, we have 60,000 thoughts that occur every day. But most of them are the same thoughts we had the day before. So most of us are just recycling the same thoughts we've always had. That's why we keep getting the same things we've always gotten. But every day there's about three revolutionary thoughts that come to us, but typically they come to us so quickly And most of the other thoughts that we have are counterintuitive to that thought, that we just kind of let it go so quickly, we don't even uh, put any attention to it. You understand that? And then what happens is that sometimes it takes seconds, sometimes it might take a minute or two. It could take up to 30 minutes or an hour, depends on the idea. But then eventually it evaporates, and it's gone in the ether and you think it's never to be seen again. Well, it might not be seen again by you, but someone else may pick up on that same idea. The difference is gonna be who's actually gonna do something with the idea. That's what I want you to understand. It doesn't take a lot of ideas, by the way. All it takes is one idea. And then here's what Myron would do. He would take action on the idea, then he would call me back and tell me what happened. Oh man, this is what I did, this is what happened. And I'm like, oh man, that's great. And so then I felt excited enough to give him another idea. I said, like, okay, here's another one. So I would give him another idea, and he would go do something with that. And then he would come back and tell me what he did with that. I was like, oh, well, someone who's actually doing something with what you said. I mean, this is like revolutionary in and of itself. <laughs> and he kept doing that back and forth, back and forth. And the next thing you know, uh, Myers starts making $20,000 a month. And then he starts making a month and then he starts making $60,000 a month and I remember when he called me when he was about $60,000 a month he said "Um, you got anything else for me I said what do you mean he said I'm at about $60,000 a month right now I said yeah I know he said well um, do you have any other anything else I said yeah I got another another program that you haven't attended because he had bought everything else I had right I said there's one other thing you haven't gotten yet he said what's that I said my my uh, ultimate deluxe Rhino Mastermind Millionaire Intensive you know coaching type program that I have right. You come up to my lake house, you spend a couple days up there, you know, and I kind of put all my brain into your brain and all this stuff. He said, "Well, you give me a lot of your brain already." He said, "How much of your brain you think you've already given me to where I've gotten the sixty thousand a month?" I said, mm, "Maybe ten percent." He said, "Where do I send the check?" <laughs> Myron sent the check, it came overnight. And he came up to that Rhino Mastermind Millionaire Intensive and Myron's income skyrocketed. Within the next year, he had doubled his monthly income. He was making over like 120,000 or more a month. I think he made up to $200,000 in a month in one year. So the key though is that he took action. That's what I really want you guys to understand is that take action because I was looking at the schedule And I'm looking at all the powerful presenters and the powerful people you're going to get a chance to hear from. And, you know, and I'm seeing some of them here. I saw my good friend Stephen Pierce over here, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you guys don't understand. I mean, the amount of money this guy makes, and the information he has in his mind to be able to give to you. I mean, I was at Stephen Pierce's estate. It's not a house. It's an estate. I was at his estate, and we were just sitting there talking. And all of a sudden, he started sharing a couple ideas with me. And I was like, I was blown away, I was like, what? Where did this guy get this information from? And he was doing it like, you know how you're just talking to someone like you're not even, it's like you're telling the direction somewhere. Yeah, just go down the street, man, take a right, you know, the stop line, go down, up there. It was just like that. But everything he was saying was like, million dollar idea, million dollar idea, million dollar idea. And he was just flowing off his, off his uh, mouth like that. very, very powerful. Dr. Fran, of course, you guys all had a chance to hear from her, you're gonna hear from her more. You're gonna hear from Russell Simmons tomorrow. I mean. You guys, I hope I don't know how much you guys paid to get here. Was it like what, thousand bucks? How much was the tickets to get here? Thousand bucks? How much? Ninety-seven dollars for how many payments though? Twelve payments? <laughs> One payment? Ninety-seven dollars? <laughs> I don't even. Think, do you guys even understand what you got? Yeah. Here's the key though. What you want to do is take full advantage of every single thing that you guys get here. So here's what I'm going to do. As quick as I possibly can, I'm going to give you as many opportunities to have some ideas that's going to jump out at you that you can utilize, you can grab, you can take hold of, you can actually do something with. And um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to be here the whole time. I've got to go to Denver to go do another training in Denver. But I wanted to have a chance to come here and just share as much as I possibly can. So we're going to take a look at the PowerPoint here. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to switch that to PowerPoint. There you go. All right. And let's see, do I point this way? Is that how I do it? Or do you do it like this? How do you do it? Point it to you? Is it even on? Oh, there you go. Okay, there you go. All right, so every single last one of you, you have a current reality. Current reality is where you are right now. Okay? And then, and I don't know if this, maybe someone's gonna have to push the button for me or something because uh, um, it's not cooperating here. And you might, if you wanna come check this battery. But anyway, and then you have a preferred reality. So here's the deal. Current reality is where you are right now. That's where you are at this very moment. You take a look. You know what type of income you earn right now. You know what type of investments you have. You know what type of money you got in your account. You know all that stuff. That's where you are. You know what type of lifestyle you're living. That's your current reality. However, each and every last one of you are here Because there's a preferred reality that you would like to experience. In other words, there are certain dreams, goals, aspirations, and desires that you have that you're not yet experiencing, but you would like to experience. And that's the reason why you're here. You're here to do this one thing right here. In the middle, you'll notice that there's a gap in the middle between where you are and where you would like to be. And if you can press the button back there so we can advance to the next slide. Transformation gap. So in other words, there's a transformation gap between where you are and where you wanna be. The key is to be able to transform, to close that gap. So that way, where you are right now, see your preferred reality becomes your current reality. You guys understand that? You wanna get your preferred reality become your current reality. And I want you to understand that once you get a new current reality, you're gonna also have a new preferred reality. So the key for you to understand is that there's always gonna be a transformation gap. So you wanna keep improving. Keep getting better. Keep allowing yourself to grow. Uh, I believe that that's what we're supposed to be doing anyway. It's constantly growing, constantly expanding, constantly improving, constantly getting better. Okay? So let's go to the next one right here. Okay? Just go ahead and click that. There you go. So the quicker you close the transformation gap, the quicker you get on with the business of designing life instead of just making a living. Okay? Let's go to the next one. All right, so let me give you something for free first. I think uh, everyone's supposed to give something for free in a package, so let me give you this for free. I'm going to give you one of my top-selling audios for free right now. All you have to do is go there, clubrhinocom forward slash freecd.html. So you go to www.clubrino.com forward slash freecd.html, and I'm going to give you our best-selling audio CD, and this CD, we sold over a million copies of this CD, This CD is very powerful. It's going to show you what it's going to take for you to get from where you are right now to where you want to go. So it's going to share with you your current reality, your preferred reality, this transformation gap, what's required to close this transformation gap. You're going to get a chance to get that uh, that particular CD right there. So that's the free item that I promised to give, and I want to make sure that I, I gave everyone something for free there. Now, go to the next one here. All right. Let me tell you a little bit about my journey. How many of you is your first time seeing me? Very first time. Never even knew I existed. (laughs) Everybody. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) Let me just tell you a little bit real quickly about me. I'm going to give you a quick Reader's Digest version of my story. Uh, Okay. Let's take a look. Okay. I was born in garage, 1968. Let's go ahead and just click, click, click. Okay. Um, And that that way I can go. Okay. I was born in garage, 1968, Mississippi. I moved to California, I was seven years old, we moved into the ghetto area. And by the way, when I was born in Mississippi, 1968, I was born in a garage, and my mother and father never got married. They split up when I was six months old. Moved to Jackson, Mississippi with my mother. We moved in the house with my grandmother, with 12 other people living in the house. There was no bedrooms left, there was no beds left. My mother slept on one of the front couches, and I slept underneath a baby's crib. Seven years of my life. Age of seven, we moved to California because my mother thought there was a better life waiting for us in California. And then we ended up moving in the only area that we could afford, which was, you know, the, the projects together and so forth. And I lived in that area from the age of seven to 13. I lived in that particular area. At the age of nine, I realized by that time that I wasn't going to be able to get anything unless I figured out how to make some money. And that's why I got a paper out at nine years of age. Because that's the only thing I knew that I could do to generate some money. And then at 13, I started working at a 7 11 store. Because at 13, we moved out of that ghetto area. and We moved right around the corner from a, a 7 11 store. I used to always go to that 7 11 store, play video games, kind of hang out a little bit, and so forth. And so at 13, at 13 years old, I started earning $2.50 an hour. 18 years of age, I went to college. The reason why I went to college, because that was the key to success. I heard that if you want to be successful, you've got to go to college, get a good education, get a good degree, you're going to be set for life. So that's what I did at 18 years of age. At 19 I got started in network marketing at 19 years of age. That was the vehicle for me. So the vehicle for me was allowing me to tap into a home-based business entrepreneurship type program through direct sales and network marketing. That's what allowed me to really propel myself in a big way. Now I was earning, at 19 years old, I was earning $1,500 a month working at the 7-Eleven store. I was still working at the 7-Eleven store. Now that's six years later. I was a manager by that time. But, and I had moved up the corporate ladder from $2.50 an hour, to $1,500 a month, Woo-hoo! woo, But then when I got started in direct sales and networking, a year later, by the time I was 20, I was earning over $10,000 a month. And then by the time I was 22, I was earning over $20,000 a month. And I was a millionaire by the time I was 26. And my highest earnings in a month was $632,000. That was my highest uh, earnings in a particular month. Now, it'd be nice if I could say that every single month, I earned $632,000. I don't earn $632,000 every single month, okay? But You don't have to earn it too many months out of the year to kind of be okay. (laughs) So that's a little bit about my journey. Now, here's the key that I want you to understand. What's my secret? How many of you want to know my secret? You guys want to know my secret? Okay, here's the secret. Here's the thing that I've learned over the years. Now, my idea is to give you as much as I can within a short period of time that we have. So my secret is this. I understood that one of the first keys that you want to understand is that you want to master yourself, you know, self-mastery. It's going to be absolutely critical. The other one is people mastery, and the other one is life mastery. Okay? So these three concepts here are absolutely essential for you to set yourself up in a powerful way. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about each of these areas, not a whole bunch about each of them, because each of them is like a whole day or two seminar. But we're going to like the self-mastery. I have a whole two-day seminar that I do just on this one concept right here as far as self-mastery. So obviously, we don't have time to do that. Now, the key about self-mastery, self-awareness, this is one thing within self-mastery is self-awareness. The second one is self-control. And the third one is self-fulfilling. Now, let me explain to you what this means before we go on, okay? What I want to talk to you about is I'll briefly share with you what the self-awareness is, and I'll briefly share with you what the self-fulfilling is. Self-fulfilling, basically, is a way that you can take nothing and create something from it. How many of you would like to know how to take nothing but a thought and turn it into a tangible thing that you can experience. How many of you are like that, right? Okay, so I'm gonna show you how to take nothing but a thought, I mean nothing but an idea, and turn that idea into something tangible that you can experience, you can have in your life. So we're gonna go over a short version of that. Is that okay? All right, so let's go to the next one here. Okay, so within self-mastery is self-awareness. So within self-mastery is self, uh, self-awareness. Now, here's what I want you to understand about self-awareness, okay? Who are you? These are some philosophical questions here. It's very important. Okay, go to the next one. Okay, what are your strengths and then what are your passions? This is the third thing that will pop up right there in a second. Okay, now, here's what you want to understand about this, is who are you is a very philosophical question. Don't you agree? I mean, it's very philosophical. Who are you? What in the world does that have to do with anything in the first place, right? Let me share this with you. I learned a number of years ago when I was a teenager that the decisions that you make and the direction you're going to go is all going to be based on your philosophy. In other words, your philosophy of life right now, your philosophy of who you are right now is determining the results you're producing right now. And here's the key. If you have a disempowering philosophy, you're going to get disempowering results. If you have an empowering philosophy, you're going to get empowering results. The philosophy in and of itself will make a difference in what you experience in your life. Just the philosophy. Now, you can learn all the strategies and the techniques about how to make money. But if your philosophy is disempowering, you will still figure out a way how not to make money. Even with the techniques on how to make money. You guys get that? It's fascinating. I've been able to uh, coach all kinds of people over my career and work with all kinds of people, right? And there's a big difference between Amir and Golden, for example, and some of the other people that I've coached as well. There are some people, what they don't understand is that they can learn all the stuff on what to do, but they still won't do it, or they will start to do it, and they won't allow themselves to fully execute it. You guys understand that? And no matter what you tell them about what to do, they still don't get it done. Now you might wonder, what in the world is that all about? No, they can go to more seminars. They can buy more audios, more courses, more training, more step by step. They can do all that stuff and still find a way not to get it done. Isn't that interesting? And I'm going to suggest that it all goes back to the entire philosophical view that they have of who they are. I'm going to make that suggestion for you. Now, let me give you a quick synopsis on who I believe we are. You guys will like that? Real quickly. Now, this is my philosophy. This is what I operate from. This is a philosophy that I picked up when I was a teenager, and it made all the difference in the world. It made a difference in the choices I made, the decisions I made, the, the direction that I went. It made a decision in all of that. So here it goes. I'm a very studious type person. I like to study stuff. I study philosophy and psychology and you know all this stuff. I wanted to know as much as I can about us. I studied you know theology. I studied you know science. I study all. Oh, I, I don't leave nothing out. So in this question about who we are, I studied the theology to try to figure out who we are. I studied the science, the science, trying to figure out who we are. And here's what I realized. When you look at the, the theology and the science scientific communities, they disagree on a lot of stuff. Is that true? But this is what I noticed. I noticed the commonality. There's something that they both agree on. And the one thing that they both agree on is that we are all energy. They both agree on that. Now, they call it something different. Spirit, soul, or something, or you know, different uh, names of different energy that the scientific community calls it. But bottom line is, we're all energy. Here's the thing about energy that I found out energy never dies, it only transforms. So I started to do something with that idea. You guys got this? So first I started thinking okay, if energy never dies, it only transforms. That means before my birthday was here, I was somewhere else as some sort of energy. You guys understand that? Okay, now we can sit here and hypothecate on where I was. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to get into that conversation right now, okay? But the bottom line is that if this is so, if the theology and the scientific community both agree on this and actually have their mechanisms to prove it that we're energy, basically. And that we, you know, transform. Energy transform never dies. That means before you even showed up on your birthday, you were already somewhere else. In some form of energy, you guys get that? Okay, so now, here's the thing I want you to understand though. At some point, you did show up here in physical reality on this particular planet. Now, we call this your birthday and you have a year that you showed up, is that true? Like for me, 1968. So here's the thing I want you to understand is that I was born in 1968, that's what we call my, the birthday. 1968, OK? Then you notice that there's this is called the B-Day, birthday. And then they put this little dash there, right? And then there's another year. This is what they call another B-Day, but they call this one your box day. <laughs> OK? So, I mean, you understand you're going to have a box day at some point, right? You guys all understand that? Some people are going to be a container day. I understand that. Okay? <laughs> now, here's the thing. If before we showed up on our birthday, we were somewhere else already as energy, and after your box day, you transform to some other energy, and you're going to be somewhere else as energy, this thing that we're here, this whole life that we have, is represented by this small thing called A, a dash. This dash represents our entire life. Now, in the grand scheme of things, is this a short period of time or a long period of time? A very short period of time. Look at all the other time that passed by before you even showed up. And it doesn't matter what your beliefs are. If you believe the Earth just popped up 6,000 years ago, that's still 6,000 years ago, right? If you believe it was millions and millions of years ago, or 15 billion years ago, as the scientific community says. That's a, lot. that's a long time. It doesn't matter. 6,000 years to 15 billion. It's still a long time. Don't you agree? So a long time had already passed by before you go. Now, there's going to be a long time is going to pass by after your box day. So this little thing here that you are here on this planet right now, it's just a short period of time. Very short. So when you go somewhere for a short period of time, what do you typically call that? You, you, know, you choose to go somewhere for a short period of time and hang out. A vacation. So see, my philosophy became that we are all here on this planet on vacation. <laughs> this is a holiday. Now let me ask you a question. When you go on vacation, do you do your best to have a great time, to have a wonderful experience? Or do you deliberately set it up and say, I want to make sure this sucks? I mean, you do your best to have a great time, right? You do your best to have a great experience. Exactly. And so, the whole point is that we are here, we're supposed to be having a great time. We're supposed to be having a great experience. And see, once I understood this, things got easier for me. You guys understand that? Because then I started thinking, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be here suffering. I'm not supposed to be here, you know, uh, like, working, like, 40 hours a week, what do they do? How long? Is it 40 hours a week now? Like 40 hours a week working? And then they want you to like wake up every morning to an electronic rooster? Shocking your heart, messing up your whole sleep. See, you're not supposed to wake up until you're done sleeping. That's how us humans are designed. And your, your, your body, your brain is so smart, it will tell you when you're done speak, uh, sleeping. It will tell you. you sleeping, minding your own business. Your heart is beating, boom boom. Boom boom. Your brain is oxygen, is, is rationing all the oxygen and nutrients throughout your body and throughout your cells. It knows what to do. Boom boom. Boom boom. You're peaceful. You're not bothering nobody. Boom boom. And when you're done sleeping, your brain will tell you, okay, you're done sleeping now. You may open your eyes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, you open your eyes and you don't swim, right? Oh, it's, it's no problem. But typically what happens, most people, boom, boom. Mind your own business, boom, boom. Not bothering nobody, boom, boom. Nutrients being rationing, boom, boom. It's not done either. Boom, boom. All of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Right? And all of a sudden, you get a flood of adrenaline through your body. And typically, in the old days, our ancestors in the jungle, when a tiger walked past them, they typically heard that and they got up and ran, right? There's something called a fight or flight syndrome that is activated in our bodies. They got up and they, they didn't do any fighting. They did some flighting, right? The way we know that is because you're here. <laughs> you may be happy. But what happened is they worked it out. They worked out that adrenaline out of their bodies. Now, what we do, we get the fight or flight syndrome when the alarm clock goes off, but we don't work out that adrenaline. Instead, we hit the snooze button. and 10 more minutes, we get another shock to our heart. So what I want you to understand is I want you to understand the importance of allowing yourself to be in a position to where you don't have to worry about alarm clocks. You don't have to worry about none of this stuff. Okay, That's the key for you to understand. So anyway, this is a philosophical point that will alter your whole life. And you can choose. You can choose to develop a philosophy that will empower you instead of a philosophy that will disempower you. You listen to people, you say, life is. And then what's the gut happens, you know, in other words, life is. And then they start saying all this stuff, you know, life is a bee, and then you die, and all this other stuff, right? (laughs) And that's a philosophy that might not be the most empowering. So anyway, that's the whole concept. Like I said, we can really spend a lot of time on this. Let me go ahead and move forward. Uh, What are your strengths? This is important too. What I found out is that most people, all of you right now, you all have certain strengths. You have certain strengths that could have been identified when you were a little kid. And what happened is if you would have taken the time to develop those strengths and then learn how to strategically maximize those strengths, you will be wealthier than you can even imagine right now. But see, what happens is that when we're growing up, most of the time, We're not focused on our strengths. Our parents don't focus on our strengths. Instead, they focus on weaknesses. Is that true? In other words, you go to school, and you get five A's and one C minus. What's the focus going to be on? The C minus. You got all those A's, and then you got a C. See, I want you to understand something. I got a C in trigonometry. But the C in trigonometry, to me, was like an A in trigonometry. I'm not getting nothing higher than that. You guys understand that? That wasn't my strength at all, but I also knew I had to, you know, get by it successfully. I also knew that as well. But I want you to understand, that most people don't focus on their strengths at all. That's a whole other thing. One of the first things I do with my clients is I make sure that we identify their strengths so we can start maximizing their strengths. And then your passions, you want to know what your passions are because if you can combine a life objective around maximizing your strengths... And monetizing your passions you'll be set I mean you'll be set in a big way so anyways a little bit about uh, this whole self-awareness part of the self mastery let's go oh I got this uh, I got I got this back now I think let's see if this works oh here we go okay so within self mastery is self-fulfilling and this is what you all want to know see you want to know how do you take something remember I said how do you take something how do you take a thought and make it into something tangible, something you can experience, whatever that is you want to experience. Here's the formula real quickly. Intention. It all starts with the intention. You guys have all heard this word, intention, and all this. But here's the key. You have to intend to experience something, whatever that is that you're going to experience. It has to start off as an intention, but here's the key. This is where most people blow it. The attention part. Once you have an intention, you've got to give attention to that that you intend and if you do not give enough attention to that which you intend, then what's happening is you're not gonna have the intention become an invention. In other words, you're not going to invent in a physical reality what it is that you intended in the first place. Instead, what you're gonna always invent is what you put your attention on. So you can start off with this intention, but if you put your attention on something else other than the intention, you will, your invention will become the attention. You guys get that? This is why it's possible for you to all say that you want to be millionaires, and man, you want to do this, and you want to do that. But then when it comes down to Myron Golden making his offer for his package, your attention goes on how much money you don't have. And so then the invention becomes not getting what you intended to get, which is what you hear in the first place. You guys got that? So intention, oh man, I'm coming to this thing. Black Millionaire Summit. Ooh, this sounds good. Look at all those people that got there. Ooh, this is going to be awesome. And you get there and you hear all this great stuff. Oh, that's good. You know, and the started talking about all his great stuff he got. Ooh, it's good. Then he tell you how much money. Uh, I don't know. The <laughs> uh, economy is not so good. Uh, maybe I want to, I think I want to save my $300 and uh, because I get 1.2 interest. You got 4% inflation. You get 1.2 interest, percent interest. You save that little money in the bank. (laughs) Every year, it looks like you're getting richer because $100 become $101 and 20 cents. But, inflation went up 4%, that means, you know, $4 got taken out of the 100 That means you start off at $96, so now you got $97.20 when you think you got $101.20. <laughs> so you can broker and broker each year by trying to hoard that little bit of money you got. The whole key is to allow yourself to invest in yourself because you're going to be the best investment you're going to get. Now unless you think, that you are not worth 1.2% return. If you think you can't do better than 1.2% return, yeah, you keep that money in the bank. Right? <laughs> I'm telling you why I tell you this? Because every time I went to these type of trainings, I already knew people were going to be offering these products and different things for sale and all this type of stuff. And so I can't I was loaded up. I had like 6, 7 credit cards. I was going to people said, "Hey, look. You're going to have to put like $302 on this one and then can you kind of like split this up on this one go ahead and take $50 out of that one And can you wait till like Tuesday to do this one? I'm, ser- I'm serious, I know you know some of them said no they can't do that, but at least I asked But you know you'd be surprised how many people are like yeah sure no problem It's gonna take us a couple of days to get back to the office anyway, so we'll process it then or whatever I was like, oh, okay cool, and then I would come home and I have all these different audio programs all these different courses and I remember, and I was a teenager still. I started doing this when I was like 18 years old. And I remember my mom, she's always looking at all these audios I had, and she's look and say, what? What's all that? And especially after I got started in direct sales at 19, right? She said, what's all that? I said, mom, these are audio courses. This is going to assist me in really making a big difference. I'm going to be able to buy you a house one day. And I thought that would shut her up, right? And she said, did they give you that, boy? I said, no, mom, I had to buy them. you know, invest in myself. You know, I'm busy for myself, you know, but not by myself. And she was like, ooh, boy, they got you, didn't they? <laughs> she said, I can't believe you let those people get you. You know, you ain't got to be making no money of that stuff, boy. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I thought you were smart, boy. I really thought you were smart. <laughs> so now, all these years later, I send my mom. Now, think about it. My mom worked for the county government for after over 30 years of working for the county government, uh, I, I was sending her more money every year almost three times as much as she was working, making on her job. So I was sending her six figures a year, right? For several years I've been doing this for, for over a dozen years now. And I've been sending her six figures a year, right? She was making like almost $40,000 a year after 30 years working for the county government. Now, you know what she says now? She calls me up. She said, boy, I got that check. She said, boy, I still don't know what you're doing, but you keep on doing that, okay? Keep doing that. She said, you go to any more seminars? Did you buy any more books, boy? She said, you keep on buying those, okay? So anyway, I just want you to understand, that's a really short version here. Like I said, I got this two-day seminar that we go over this in detail and really show you how to activate it, show you how to use it in a very empowering way. As a matter of fact, I'm doing one of those next month, uh, right here in Dallas, as a matter of fact, in Allen, Texas, up the street. It's a two-day boot camp. So here's what I want you to understand, is the people mastery part. Let me real quickly go over this, because we're short on time, but let me go over this real quickly. What you want to understand, if you want to set yourself up, so first of all, understand the self-mastery part. Now understand the people mastery part. If you want to set yourself up and generate some tremendous wealth, you want to understand people. Because people got money. Is that true? And you want some of it. Is that true? So what you want to learn as quick as possible is that people have no problem giving up some of their money. Is that true too? They have no problem. But they will give it up if they feel that you can assist them in gaining some of the pleasures that they seek in life or in vo- avoiding some of the pain that they want to avoid in life if they think that by investing in your service or product what you have to offer it will reduce their pain or increase their pleasure then they will be very open to transferring some of their money from their bank account to yours you guys got that very powerful principle and one of the ways to understand it is understand people in general You want to understand human nature. It was one of the studies that I decided to do at a young age. I decided to start studying people. I was about 20 years old or so. And I started studying people. As a matter of fact, I put together a program called The Magic of Influence that goes over my findings. Some of the things that I really learned to assist people in being able to understand people and getting the best results that you possibly can. Because if you don't understand people, I'm telling you, you're going to be wasting a lot of time when it comes to business endeavors and so forth. So I put together that 10 CD program to show you how to understand people. Now, on one of the CDs I'll talk about, um, I'll talk about some of the the different um, aspects of human behavior, we're gonna talk about that in a second. But the second part of this whole people mastery is develop selling and marketing skills. You heard Myron talk about selling and how most people are programmed. (gasps) People get a little nervous when they hear the word selling or they start cringing, they're broke. I guarantee you, they're broke. You want to start understanding that without any selling happening, the economy, you think the economy is in a tank? It is just broken all the way down if there's no selling taking place. You guys understand that? So what you want to understand is that people are always going to be buying stuff. So the key is that you want to learn how to sell stuff that they want to buy so you can set yourself up. But you also want to learn marketing, too. And marketing is a totally different distinction between selling. And I'll tell you something. I threw away a minimum in the last 10 years, $36 million by not understanding marketing. I only understood the selling part, and I was able to sell, and I still made, you know, $20 million or so just selling. And that's still okay, right? I mean, it's not that bad. But isn't 56 million better than 20 million? Yeah, you know, have an extra 36 million in your pocket? So what I want you to understand is that marketing is something that you want to develop a consciousness of. You want to develop a marketing consciousness. Very critical. Just about everyone is going to be training and so forth. Everything that they're saying is going to be geared around selling, marketing. They're going to be sharing that type of information. That's how critical it is. Very, very important. So you want to develop selling marketing skills. And you want to learn influence skills and psychological tactics. You want to learn this. Why? Because others have learned it, and they're using it on you. I guarantee you, others have learned it, and they're using it on you, and if you don't understand it, if you don't choose to learn it, if you don't choose to gain this information, you're going to be at a big disadvantage. You're going to be one of the have-nots instead of the haves. There's two types of people, the haves and the have-nots. Some got it, some don't got it. And there's a reason why those who don't got it, don't got it. And they probably ain't going to never get it unless they choose to get it. And that get it that I'm talking about is get this information. Influence skills and psychological tactics. So let's talk a little bit about this. Understand in regards to people mastery that your product is not your product. Now you all have whatever the product is you're gonna be offering or service you're gonna be offering in the marketplace. Understand that's not your real product. Understand your real product is people. That's why it's critical to understand what your real product is. Most people spend more time learning what their product is, what they think their product is, than they do understanding their real product, which is people. That's why it's so critical for you to learn this information. Now, you want to understand basic human nature principles that we talked about there. You want to understand the colors. What I mean by colors is this. There are, how many you heard of different strokes for different folks? You guys heard of that? OK, now, there is a program I put together called the Magic of Colors. The reason why I put this program together is because it talks about how you can identify the different types of people you're going to be coming in contact with when you're looking to actually develop relationships or do transactions, when you're looking to transfer some money from their bank account to your bank account, there's gonna be different types of people you're gonna come in contact with. And I use colors to explain it. Now there's four colors that I have that I talk about. One is the yellows, the other one is the blues, the other one is the greens, and the other one is the reds. You know how I make this easy? If you wanna know about yellows, guess which CD you listen to. Take your time, take your time. You listen to the yellow one. Now what this does is it talks about the different types of people you're gonna be coming in contact with. Understanding, for example, that the yellows, these are people that don't wanna get straight to business first. They wanna kinda get to know you. They're really into people. They wanna develop a relationship somehow. So there are strategies that you wanna learn on how to develop relationships more empowering. You wanna develop relationships. You wanna be able to connect with the yellows in a big way. The yellows are really great listeners. They're really great nurturers. And you want to understand that. There's a way that they communicate that you're going to decrease their tension and increase the cooperation. So with yellows, they walk slower. They talk slower. These are people that got nice, warm handshakes. They got wonderful smiles. These are people that are not confrontational. They don't want to argue. They don't want to fight. These are people that want peace and harmony. Amongst all. Why are we fighting? If you hurt me, you only hurt yourself. <laughs> Why don't we all hold hands and sing? We are the one, we are the world, or kumbaya, or something like that, right? The yellows are awesome, I'm telling you. If you don't understand how to be more effective with the yellows, they got a whole hour that goes into that detail, but you wanna understand that. Then I talk about the blues. The blues, these people, are, they're into people as well, but the thing about the blues is that instead of listening, and nurturing, and going slow, and taking their time, these people are talkers, and they go fast, and they're spontaneous, and they're moving all over the map. Blues, generally speaking, they are generally speaking, okay. They wake up talking. They talk all day. Some of them go to sleep and sleep talk. (laughs) So they're very good at promoting their products. But a lot of times, since they are not into the details, they are not usually good at following up. They want to get better at that and so forth. And they want to get used to letting other people say something. But blues are some of the funniest people. They're just some of the the fun, the fun they're very fun to be around, unless you're green. If you're green, you want to try to distance yourself away from blues, even though you tend to marry them. Greens are the most analytical people on the planet. They take their time. Everything, there's a right place and there's a right time for everything. Uh, greens are very structured. You got to start on time. We give them steps, flow charts. They want to see all of it. Give them percentages. What's the possibility of me making this year? So you got to give the greens the details. Now greens, how many of you heard of opposites attract? So greens typically marry blues. They attract. And here's an interesting thing. The reason why a blue marries a green is because a blue got to have someone to balance a checkbook. <laughs> the blues aren't going to be balanced on checkbook. They feel if they got more checks, they got more money. <laughs> and the reason why the greens marry the blue is because the greens got to have some kind of fun in their life. And greens can have fun just by looking at a blue. <laughs> a green looks at a blue for 20 minutes and then has to go take a nap. (laughs) I mean, they're worn out, I'm telling you. And then you got the Reds. And the Reds, these people, are people that they got the biggest egos on the planet. In other words, they believe the whole world was made for them. They want to get to the point, stick to the point, get off the point, and get to the next point. They're the ones that come to the high. What's your name? Charles. Charles, I'm Jerry. I'm glad you can meet me. That's a red for you. Now, here's the point. The point is that you want to understand all these different colors. It's all about understanding people. That's the point. Now, it's a short period of time. We don't have time to get into it with you. It would be nice to take a few hours and get into this. But just I want you to be aware that this is absolutely essential for you to understand if you want to be more successful. That's the point that I want you to get. Now, develop influence skills and learn psychological tactics. This is all under that people mastery. You want to understand that. Now, remember, we talked about the yellows, the blues, the greens, and the red. Very critical for you to understand that now these are some human nature principles and we're not going to have time to really get into the human nature principles in detail just because of time factor here we want to keep everything going on time but there's something called the u factor that you want to understand we talk about it in one of the magic of influence cds we talk about this in great detail but the u factor simply says that other people are most interested in who and themselves exactly that's the u principle is they're more most interested in themselves and if you can understand that there's ways to use this principle to be able to create reciprocity, to be able to create some harmony, to be able to create some cooperation, and to be able to make it easier for you to be able to make the exchange that you're seeking occur by understanding that. The belonging factor is another very powerful powerful principle that you wanna understand. People wanna feel like they belong to something. You can take that principle and you can make a lot of money with understanding that one principle, that they wanna feel like they belong, they're part of something, they're part of a group. Very important. The skeptical factor. You want to understand that most people are skeptical when you say something in your own favor. See, that's why Myron introduced me and said great things about me instead of me coming up here and telling you how great I am. You guys understand that? If I would have came up here and introduced myself, think about all the speakers introducing themselves. <laughs> I'm great, and you should know it. <laughs> you could be like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> But you'll notice that someone else is introducing all the speakers. This is part of this principle. This is a bigger part of it, but that's part of it. The greed factor is something you want to understand, too. Understand that most people would love to get something for nothing if they could. And if they can't get something for nothing, they would at least want to see that the value of what you're offering, they want to perceive that the value is greater than the cost that they're going to have to put out. And if you can work that principle in a powerful way, you're going to get rich. You're going to make a lot of money. The emotional factor, just understand that people are not logical, they're emotional. If you can understand that, if you don't understand this principle, you're going to say, bro, people are not logical like you think they probably are. A lot of people think, oh yeah, people are logical, they're rational, please. Because if you think people are logical, you're going to create all of your marketing materials, you're going to create all the way that you do things, it's going to be all in a logical factor, thinking that it should make sense for people. See, I don't think it's logical for people to be getting up in the morning, when they don't want to get up, to go somewhere for like five days a week to make like 60000 a year or whatever people get. Uh, to me, that doesn't even sound logical. When you can like do that in, like, in a day and get it over with. 60 grand, it don't, it don't have to take a whole, at least a month, okay? Let's do at least a quarter minimum. Come on, please. Yeah, exactly, exactly, at least a quarter. <laughs> That's what I felt too when I realized that. A <laughs> pain and pleasure principle, Okay. The pain and pleasure factor just says people want to avoid pain, they want to gain pleasure. And then the habit factor, you want to understand the habit factor is very critical. Like I said, all of these concepts, I go in detail in the Magic of Influence program, is the one that I'm explaining these in detail, showing you how to use them, showing you how to make money from them. And then we talked about the colors a little bit, that's absolutely essential for you to understand. Now, psychological tactics. I'm just going to briefly go over some of the psychological tactics that you want to understand, you want to learn. These are the same psychological tactics that are being used right now by people who are some of the world's best salespeople, some of the world's best marketers, some of the world's best preachers, some of the world's best politicians. They're all using these strategies, That's what I want you to understand. Cliffhangers. Now, you all know what cliffhangers are. You know, you watching a show, and just at the very end, when it started getting real good, they make sure they make you want to watch the next scene that's coming next week, right? They leave you hanging. You're all, ah, I can't believe that! Okay, there's a way to do this in your marketing to get people salivating to want more. That's the whole point there. Now, like I said, we got, I only got a few minutes, they said. So I'm just going to just show you what some of these concepts are. I did an eight-week training course that, that teaches all of these principles and a lot more. So a couple hundred principles that I teach on psychological influencing and so forth. And I go ahead and go over an eight-week course that you guys will have a chance to get it to take advantage of. Uh, the wizard factor. If you understand the wizard factor, I'll show you how to be able to get what you want out of your kids. I'll show you how to be able to get what you want out of your associates, people that you work with. I mean, it doesn't really matter. If you understand the wizard factor and how it works, it's so much power in the wizard factor. The body and motion concept, very powerful. Hypnotic language, language sequences. I had a guy pay me thousands and thousands of dollars just a couple months ago, just to learn hypnotic language sequences, very powerful. The herd effect, if you can understand that concept, very powerful. Mosquitoes versus elephants, you want to understand that. Uh, behind the curtain strategy, these are all different strategies that I teach in this eight week course. The piranha effect, the Halloween factor. Oh, George Bush was good at the Halloween factor. Uh, that's very good. Uh, I'm glad he won't be able to use it no more. <laughs> The push button strategy, give it to me, baby strategy, very powerful strategy. The enemy crusade, the reluctant hero, that's a giveaway I paid, I got $3,000 to teach me the reluctant hero thing. Uh, The oh yes strategy, so you get to learn that. The scratch my back strategy, the frontal attack method. The eagle stroke of genius sequence, powerful, the me too approach, the keep it real principle. The yep I thought so strategy, the bait and switch hook. It's always being used on you, trust me on that. So, anyway, those are different ideas and psychological tactics that you want to learn. Just understand that, just because of timing, we're not able to go into it. But here's our four skills that took me to multimillionaireship. The skill of using my imagination in an empowering way to attract abundance. So the skill of using my imagination in an empowering way to attract abundance, very powerful skill. We kind of talked about it with the self mastery. That's all part of that. Uh, The skill of ethical influence. The key is that you wanna use these influencing strategies in an ethical way, but this is one good strategy that I was able to use to be able to produce results. Uh, The skill of selling and marketing, remember I said that I had focused on the selling skills for a while, but I had missed out on the marketing. And so then when I saw people like Stephen Pierce, for example, who understood the marketing and saw the type of results that he was producing, understanding marketing too, I was like, oh my goodness, I've been missing the boat, and I did my best to start learning as much as I can on the marketing strategies as well as the selling strategies. I'm telling you, don't make the same mistake I made. It cost me at least $36 million just over the last 10 years alone by not understanding that, I'm telling you. And then the skill of rhinopolizing. Now, you're probably wondering what rhinopolizing is. Just, I'll be able to touch on it in one second. But here's the sales and marketing, Um, the sales and marketing As far as my personal experience, like I said, that cost me $36 million. Not allowing myself to learn, understand, and master how to effectively utilize direct response marketing earlier. That's, I'm telling you, is so critical. As an individual, it's critical, absolutely critical for you to enhance your sales ability and your market ability. Not doing so will serve to be truly detrimental to your growth, development, and profitability. Very, very powerful for you to understand that. And life mastery, I don't have time to really go into it, but understand these three concepts. Maximize your strategic opportunities, you want to optimize your performance levels, and you want to monetize your information investments. Like all of you are here, you're having an opportunity to invest in information, is that true? To continue the process of learning, getting deeper into the concepts that the different uh, trainers you're gonna get a chance to hear, I hope they all have something to offer you. I mean, they all deserve to have something to offer you. And what I also desire for you personally, for yourself, is that you allow yourself to invest in yourself. I'm telling you, it's one of the most important things for you to do, because understand, all it takes is one idea that can monetize your entire investment. In other words, when you pick up a whole bunch of different things, you don't have to, like, get everything from everything. You understand that? All you got to do is get something from one thing, and it will monetize your whole investment. So let's say you leave here, you've invested $3,000, you know, because you really went all out and really started picking up some good ideas and some good um, uh, different products and so forth. And you got $3,000 or $5,000, whatever it is. Out of that, all you have to do is get one idea, and that can transform you into generating an extra $50,000 or $100,000 or $250,000 within that next year. Just from one idea, from something that you picked up while you were here. So I want you to keep that in mind. That's, that's one thing that i noticed that a lot of times we get so scared to make investments in ourselves, and uh, that's a big, big mistake is what I want you to understand. So maximize your strategic opportunities, optimize your personal performance levels, monetize your information investments, you know, um, and I'm just going to click through this real quickly. Rhinopolis your life, maximize your strategic opportunities, goes over that again. Monetize your, your information investments, all I want you to understand is that take the information and turn it into money, that's the key. We don't have time to go into all those details, but once again, I did a six-week course. The six-week course, people paid me $400 to be on this uh, total course, six weeks, and I taught, them, I taught them how to take all the information they get at these seminars and how to turn it into money instead of just having the information but not making any money from it. You guys understand that? Okay, so I'll show them how to uh, do that. So that's, it's all in that program there. The four traits of the world's greatest monetizers, they are alert. They know how to spot opportunities, strategic opportunities. They know how to acquire the information necessary to move them forward. They know how to uh, take action, and, 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 and they're very agility in being able to take the action, and they are adaptable. When something is not working, they know how to alter it, and they know when to alter it. These are four traits of the world's great, greatest monetizers. I'll talk about this in detail in that six week course.